Hello and welcome back. My name is Robert Fleming. I'm one of the partners at the Tucson, Arizona elder law firm of Fleming and Curdy PLC. You're listening to Elder Law Issues, our weekly podcast. And my uh, my my co-host guest, I'm not quite sure exactly how to describe my partner, is Elizabeth Noble Rawlings Freeman. And you are listening to Roz. Roz in the background is, uh, is, is with us and... Um, making her own kind of special contributions to this podcast. Uh, Elizabeth, Who is Rosalind? <laughs> Elizabeth, I thought, uh, I thought maybe we'd start with sad news. Many of our clients and visitors are familiar with, with uh, Odin, Odin Tivleter. Tivleter is Norwegian for big ears. Actually, it's a, it's a sort of a nickname for gossip or a, 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 an expression meaning gossip. But literally big ears, Odin, who had been with us for a decade, died last month. Very sad, very tragic. We miss him a lot. He was quite a fixture at Fleming and Curdy. Odin came to the office every day, and, um, and so we miss him on very many levels, and our clients who have come in since then miss him as well. The, uh, the loss is a little bit lessened by the fact that Duncan, who is a delightful, big uh, golden doodle who, uh, who who is your dog goes home with you comes in three days a week or so and is here to see clients on a pretty regular basis Duncan is uh, brings a lot of joy I think it took Duncan a couple days to figure out that Odin had died and wasn't coming wasn't coming back I haven't noticed a whole lot of difference in Duncan's mood Robert because after some very serious discussions with you and Mrs. Fleming. I am happy to report that you have a new member of the household, Rosalind Franklin. Is that correct? That's correct. And Ros is uh, is wriggling in your lap right now and is quite a little bundle of enthusiasm on her own. <laughs> she, like Odin, is a corgi, a, a cardigan Welsh corgi, so she's never going to be as big as Duncan. In fact, she loves to tag Duncan around. He's really her mentor. And, uh, and it's pretty funny to see Duncan comes up all legs akimbo and then Roz shows up and stands under him and even her big ears don't tickle his belly. <laughs> uh, they're they're a very Mutton Jeff kind of look. How did you come up with the name Rosalind? Well, I wanted to name her after some uh, important and famous woman and, um, and preferably in the sciences. And I suggested that to my wife, who is a retired, as you know, a retired science teacher. And she immediately shot back Rosalind Franklin. And I thought about two seconds and said, perfect. Um, it's a, it, it fits her well in her personality. It, uh, it gives um, a reference to somebody who was important in the sciences. And I'm not going to tell everybody on the podcast about Rosalind Franklin. I'm going to make you go look it up. Look her up and find out who she was. Well, I'm, I'm looking at Rosalind right now, and you're, you're Roz. Uh, you described her to me as a pistol, and she is very much a pistol and, and um, quite a vibrant addition to the office. Our whole staff is very sweet. You know, with the pandemic and the ups and the downs and Odin's death, it was really a surprise when you brought her in, and, and people have just really been tickled with their presence. She is a brindle. Odin was a blue merle, so he had a very distinctive, odd, unusual, I should say, instead of odd coloring. And she is, uh, she has her own odd 
coloring on her, the blaze on her nose, but she's pretty otherwise pretty traditional brindle and so energetic. She, she wears us out. It's like having a child again. <laughs> well, it's pretty fun to see you and, and Mrs. Fleming enjoying a new, new companion at home. One of the things that I'm reminded about with, with the dogs that we have here in the office is such a nice way to get to know our clients and the potential clients who come in. I will say that Rosalind's already been going to client meetings and has been a big hit. Um, and Duncan and Rosalind were in a meeting together last week, and it was actually pretty comical. I was hoping to just have one of them in the meeting, but they both demanded to be present, and it was quite a kick, but um, it is one of the things that I think makes our office distinctive. It's it's uh, quite often that we have people come in, Robert, with sad news or who are struggling with real serious life issues, and something kind of lightens the mood when you see a little corgi pop in or you see Duncan uh, buoyantly going through the office. We are encouraging clients, friends, uh, other professionals who want to come by and meet Roz or Duncan for that matter if they haven't met Duncan. Although Duncan has been coming to the office on a regular basis for his entire life or very nearly his entire life. The last 15-16 months of that we haven't really had very many people in the office so he's been he's been able to entertain the staff but not clients very much. So there might be people who haven't seen him uh, or haven't seen him recently, and uh, and it's pretty fun to watch the two of them interact. Roz is here every day. Duncan is here three or four days a week on a typical week. And Duncan's dad normally picks him up at about 3 p.m., which is now um, just about the time where Duncan really needs a break from Rosalind. Yes, she is such a pistol that uh, she tags him around and pesters the heck out of him. I see him hiding from her from time to time in the office. She has pretty much taken over his toys, his bed. As we talk about this, she is working on one of his toys right now and making sure that he knows who uh, who has been playing with his stuff. What's the big deal about having dogs in the office, Elizabeth? Uh, we're, we are big on it. We've been doing it for a long time. Even Odin was the second, and you might arguably say third, dog that we had regularly in the office. Why, why do that? Isn't that an, uh, an, an issue of cleanliness and, and dealing with clients' fears? And why do we bring dogs into the office? That's a good question, Robert. Well, my sense is, is that it's part of who you are and part of who I am. And our staff also loves, loves dogs. So that's pretty simple. We, we have a passion um, for pets here at Fleming and Curdy. And we recognize the role that pets play in people's lives, the lives of people, whether they're older or younger. When we think about families and we think about people who are aging, pets can really bring a lot of joy. And so I think it's not just our personal preferences and what we like, but we do see that it makes a difference for many people to have a pet in their lives, particularly if they have um, a way to care for the pet as they get older. And so it's something that I think of as, as kind of a reminder, a quality of life issue. I would also say that when we meet with people who don't like pets, that's also okay. And every once in a while, we'll have somebody call and make an appointment. They'll see the pets on, they'll see the, the dogs on the web website and say, you know, I, I don't dislike dogs, but I'd really prefer not to have a dog in the appointment. That's totally okay. You're allowed, you're allowed to say that. That's one of the nice things about our new office structure, that it's easy to wall the dogs out if there's somebody who is who is averse to having dogs involved. And if you wanted to bring your dog in, well, just let us know in advance. That would be helpful to know. And we're, we have no aversion to introducing your dog to Duncan and Roz if they are available. 
uh, in in a controlled circumstance, of course. They're they're both pretty uh, amiable about other dogs. Robert, what am I forgetting? I mean, you're the one who started our practice, so why did you start bringing dogs in in the first place? Well, you know, the other thing that I think, there are two other things, but one that I want to talk about particularly is that I find that having a dog available really makes it easier for people to open up. And I'm, I love to tell the story about Wyatt Earp, the very first full-time uh, canine employee at Fleming and Curdy, came to us uh, actually as a result of his our client um, placing her father in a nursing home where they didn't take animals. And she called up and said, what are we going to do with Wyatt? And we said, who's Wyatt? And uh, she said, well, that's, that's dad's corgi. And I said, corgis, I love corgis. I'll take him home until we can find a place for him. And he ended up spending the next five years, the last five years of his life with us. But in, in one of the early settings, a client who was a school counselor sat down. She was very nervous about talking about estate planning. Elizabeth, do you see this? Do you see people who are really anxious about even talking about estate planning? Yes, Robert. And, and actually, I was recently updating my own estate plan and felt pretty anxious about thinking about it. So it's not just our clients. <laughs> well, this woman is a school counselor and she leans over and is scratching Wyatt's ears extremely aggressively to the point that I'm thinking, do I need to tell her to back off a little bit? Wyatt was loving it. She was working out something and she said through clenched teeth. You know, I'm a school counselor. I know why you have this dog here. It's to make things a little easier for me and to calm me down. And as she's practically tearing his fur off, she says, and it's working. Um, <laughs> well, if, it, if she thought it was working, great. And, and we've had that kind of experience a lot where people really think that, that having the pet there softens the conversation about a difficult topic. I think, Robert, the other thing, I mean, I, I touched on it earlier, is our staff. This is a really great way to break up some of the stresses in the days, the difficult phone calls or meetings that our staff have. I mean, this is, you, you and I think about our meetings with clients, but we have staff members who are handling difficult issues on the phone, hospitalizations, beneficiaries who are struggling, difficult banks that are frustrating, the courthouse. Um, and I actually, I really do notice a difference in the, I think the energy and, and levity of our office with our staff with pets too. The other thing that really it helps to have a pet around for is to make sure that we talk to clients about their pets, make sure that they have planned appropriately. That doesn't mean that we do a lot more pet trusts than we did before we had uh, Wyatt and Odin and Duncan and Roz in the office. Uh, it doesn't mean we do more elaborate plans, but at least we make sure that people have talked a little bit about their pet. And, and again and again, I'm sure you've had the same experience, Elizabeth. People look down, see one of the dogs kind of wrapped around their feet and say, oh yeah, that reminds me, we need to talk about my dogs. We like to talk about realistic plans too, Robert. I think one of the things for people who love pets, it's often a critical element of their estate plan, what to do to provide for the pet, the care of the pet as they age and, um, and when they die. And I do like to have some, some pretty honest conversations about what they have in mind and then what I think is, is going to be a more realistic plan. We do have a number of, of families who we serve as trustee for, Robert, um, or guardian or agent under a power of attorney. And in those, those households, they do have pets. So 
our staff here frequently have experience working with people who have pets and, and who are aging. And so I do think that that's one of the things that I've really learned about as a fiduciary. And so when we talk about it in an estate planning context, I like to try and make plans that I think are realistic. Absolutely. I agree. Well, so I wanted to take a moment. Uh, if you look on our website, you'll still see pictures of Odin as we record this. We haven't, we haven't edited him off our website. We haven't made any kind of general announcement about his death. Um, but I wanted people to know about it. I wanted people to, to know that there was a new canine employee and, uh, and to feel free to come and, and check her out. She'll be up on the website soon, but, um, but we need to get good studio quality pictures of her. And she's, she's sort of constantly in motion. So every picture is a little bit blurry, um, but we'll get her up there on the, on the website and, and introduce her to the, to the audience more generally. In the meantime, feel free to come by. We'll have some treats for you to give to her if you want, but um, she always accepts outside treats as well. Yes, and she likes walks too. She does like walks. And she particularly, being a puppy, she particularly likes to go on a walk to relieve herself and then come back in the office and actually perform that, uh, that function. <laughs> We're working on that as well. Welcome, Roz. Um, thanks for your contributions to today's podcast. You've been listening to Robert Fleming, that would be me, and Elizabeth Noble Rawlings Freeman across the, the way from me, and Rosalind Franklin occasionally uh, chiming, chiming in. We are the law firm of Fleming and Curdy PLC, a Tucson, Arizona elder law firm, and, um, and we've been talking today about elder law issues and particularly the issues of, uh, of, of dogs in your elder law attorney's office. Next conversation probably won't be as fun, although there may be a wiggly dog in Elizabeth's lap as we, as we talk about it. We hope you'll join us then. <laughs>